Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I am Devin Jordan. I'm with Rob McIntyre. We are here to talk about the challenge, Rider Dies, Season 38, Episode 6. If you'd like to become a patron and listen to more bonus content, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. Rob, if you had to guess what my number one question coming out of episode six is, what would you think it would be? Oh, really? I didn't think this is where you were going to go with this. Uh, I, I really don't know. Did Laurel and Fessy score fantasy points? For hooking up oh, in episode six. Yeah, that, off, yeah they, they got points. They got points for that? Okay. I wasn't sure if yeah. we were going along with the definition that you had set in the last patron bonus episode where we talked about fantasy scoring through episode five of the season. Okay. That, that's really not where I thought you were going. But yes, I do. I, I, I'm, I am nothing if not consistent. So according to the rules that were laid out, they, they were awarded points. What's the most upset that anyone has ever gotten with you over a ruling? Oh my god! Uh, there was one time where Big T had some like parts of her body that were blurred out, so that should have been nudity points. But like, I scored it that way initially, and somebody got furious with me. So then I reconsidered, then put it back one way, and then somebody else got mad at me. And then eventually, I just went with my original take of it being worth points. But like, people were telling me like throw myself off of buildings and stuff. Like it was aggressive. What was so difficult about it? It's it wasn't that. Not. Well, because it's blurred out. So since it was... Because the, the ruling is if, it, if you, a bar, part of their body is blurred out, then that's awarded points. Their argument was that you couldn't tell if it was a part of the body that was blurred out. The way it was, like, on the screen, it could have just been... It could have been her shoulder, it could have not been... I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was. Interesting. But the, yes. That, that, that caused me a lot... That caused a lot of fear, uh, fear or back and forth. Okay. Episode 6, Writer Dies... I thought it was okay. I thought it was a fine episode. I don't think it was anything special. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, there were there were some redeeming aspects to it. Jay and Michelle went again. More controversy surrounding what they do. What did you think about their decision this time with the four people that they nominated for elimination compared to what they did in episode five? Yeah, I thought this is what they should have done last week, right? Like, I thought this was the correct move at that point. But you definitely think they have to be kicking themselves that, like, we could have gotten two of these teams out, and now we're stuck with one that's still pissed at us, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, like, who the fuck would have known that they would have actually won two of these? Because after this, how likely... So I was going to say, how likely is it, do you think that they will win another one the rest of the season? Because based off of the content that we saw in this episode, it doesn't seem like a lot of teams are even trying. And we heard that from Bananas. And we heard him say that going forward, he's going to put a little bit of more effort in. And it seems like he was just making a joke of the mission because they didn't want to win and be put in a position where they would have to say a lot of names of people that they promised to not or of people that they promised that they would protect, that they were in some type of alliance with. And what, um, and it makes who, who, who beyond him do you think is not trying? Uh, uh, that's what I was going to say. And it makes you wonder who else is in the same position because I would imagine he's not the only person. I don't know. I, I, I he's, he said that and like, that makes some sense for him. I don't know if there's anybody else I see that's really milking it with these missions. What sure about none of the younger teams are? What about Devin and Tori? 
You know, maybe. Um... I think Devin and Tori, I think they're definitely in that boat. What about Kenny and Casey? What about uh, Fessy? I think even even Nelson for all the criticism that Nelson gets for any of these people, any of these people could be, but I don't know if we see the evidence that they are. Fessy was one of the last people to dig up his bag in his heat this week, and I thought that it was shocking. And I think if you look at it under the lens of he wasn't really giving his best effort, I think that makes a lot more sense, especially after I mean, especially is- after Mariah was one of the first women to leave that part of the the heat. Yeah, I mean, look, he certainly doesn't seem could be above giving a half effort. I mean, I, I think that with dig- digging, is, it's funny because digging is another one of, one of those underrated challenge skills, right, along with rowing. Like, you should probably be pretty good at digging if you're going to go on the challenge, it seems. Um, but, like, digging a lot of it's also just finding where it is. It's not just pure athleticism. Like, you might have just not been lucky in finding the, the bag. And, and we did see it. Jay and Michelle seemed like they were quite a bit behind. And then we were able to just make the comeback just on Jay getting Amigo right away. It is funny with how these heat type missions have evolved, where I think whichever heat they spend more time on is actually the point to get it quicker, just because that's when they decide to actually highlight more. Uh, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, say that again. Just like if any, if a more casual viewer is watching it, they're like, "Oh, I think Horatio and Olivia did it way faster because they spent half as much time on their heat, but in actuality, they just spend more time on Jay and Michelle's heat because it's the more impactful one." It was pretty apparent what the what the outcome of the episode would be based on as far as the four teams that would be put into elimination just from the initial editing before the challenge, right? We got the existential moment between Anissa and Jordan. We got the same for Johnny and Nani when Nani brought up everything that's happened with her mother. And then we got... We got something with Jay and Michelle again. I don't remember exactly what it was. Well, we got Jay and um, Jack going back and forth while they were working out. And then we got Laurel musing over her Horatio Fessy love triangle. Um, I mean, we also got... We didn't get anything from Kenny and Casey beforehand because they just don't put them on TV unless they're absolutely forced to. But we we did get a little bit more back and forth between Jack and Jay. I I, I think everyone's been... Firing on pretty much all cylinders too. At least if they showed this episode, like I, I enjoyed Jack and uh, Jack and Laurel's content on the way out. Laurel, Laurel getting emotional was. Sorry, she's had quite a few flameouts now in her past couple of seasons. She had the law, obviously the loss last season, uh, or the whole last time around to Ninja and the climbing elimination. She had her bowing out to Camilla on Invasion. I mean, you, was... you always think when something happens like this, that, like does this make her want to come back earlier, or is she just always going to be on the one every five seasons plan? I mean, her loss to Camilla, that was the last elimination before the final, wasn't it? Yeah, by the way, that season was set up. I mean, she had she had beaten Kara the round before. But um, I guess I would think it's, it's the, the third elimination she was could possibly be in. That was just a weird season, the way it was set up. It's not like she was around for a long time. Yeah, I feel like this was a more emotional Laurel than we typically see in her time on the show. She spent a decent amount of the episode crying. Um, got quite a few crying points this episode. That she definitely got. I wonder at what point in time everything happened with Horatio relative to the way that it was portrayed to us. Meaning 
did everything that happened with Horatio happen earlier on in the season and they kind of repositioned it now to fit with her leaving the game in episode six? Does that make you, sense? You mean just her, the, them having their split or however you want to call what happened? Correct. It's possible. I, I mean, the other, um, it's, do you think that he like, he, she, he just said he had a girl he was talking to back home, which can mean like, just means somebody you could be talking to somebody on Bumble, right? Like that could mean nothing. Uh, it's interesting to me she got so burned by that. I think he just wasn't interested. Bottom line, I think that's what it came down to. Uh, he's had some comments outside of the show that have indicated that he was pretty interested. Yeah, based off of what they had on screen, my perception of it was that he just wasn't interested in her. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly seemed like she was the one who was pushing things forward more than he was. Um, but even when he, because she was the one who was saying, oh, he has this girl who's going to become his girlfriend back at home. And he was never saying anything like he said, yeah, I have a girl I was talking to. Never. Like, I mean, that's, 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 that's like, I mean, people could have like three or four girls are talking to at one time. They're just talking. They're not actually dating. They're not even like dating. It was... I guess where do we want to go with this? Do we want to talk about how the elimination was a complete letdown based off of the teams that they had in that they ended what up? What would you have wanted? I don't want to see them play fucking dot like some half-assed version of dodgeball for an elimination. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a fucking joke. I thought it was terrible. I think the really unfortunate part for Laurel and Jack is that if they switch roles, they probably win the elimination. I don't think they win. What? Because at that point, because think about it, at that point in time, if they switch roles and if Jack is throwing, Jack is throwing versus Anissa and Jordan is throwing against Laurel. And I would say that Laurel has a better chance of slowing down Jordan than Anissa has of throwing, slowing down Jack. I mean, Jordan was like uh, recruited as a college pitcher. He was like listen, a backup quarterback. Listen, listen, to, listen to what I'm saying, though. It's Anissa. I, I understand. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, in the yeah, Laurel pretty we, much we, just couldn't throw. We have no. We, I think that would have been a better move. Certainly, I mean, I think Laurel played college volleyball, or uh, I know she played college soccer. I think she might have played volleyball as I think well. It was volleyball. So no, nothing. Okay, I think she. I know she played soccer. It could have been both. Um, but you would think she'd probably she'd have be good at just like blocking things compared to Jack. I think that she would have been better at that. We don't know how well Jack would have thrown though. I mean, I I think George. This is just like made for him. Like, I, I think he, he dimes up pretty much anybody on this. I don't think Anissa's going to do very well against Jack. I, I, I think that's the basis of my argument. And that I think Laurel's okay. going to be... Laurel's going to be way better at that than Anissa is. I, I just think the difference between Jordan and the unknown of Jack is too strong. There. I, I would have still picked Jordan. I think he they, he beats most people in the house with this. I, I You see a lot also, too, like, when you have an offense-defense situation... Typically, the offense is going to matter more in terms of winning. There's just, in any sport, really, there's just more you can do from an offensive perspective than as a defender. I mean, I think it depends on how you have the rules set up, but... Sure. Um, so what... Do... Uh, so, so you... Go ahead. So what do you think about what they did, Mr. J and Michelle? Would you have put up the same group? I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I think it makes sense that they threw in. It seems like they really screwed themselves, though, because they've made it. 
they, they said it themselves. They've made so many commitments that they can't really keep all of the, the commitments that they've made and they're going to start burning bridges. And that's kind of what, what happened here. We, we saw that with Jordan and Anissa. I thought it was very unnecessary that they had the conversation with Jordan and Anissa before deliberation, made them feel comfortable and just threw them in. And now their number one enemy is Jordan Wisely. And I think <laughs> like out of all the people that you want to make enemies with in the house, he would not be, he can make your life difficult. Uh, he, he does not forgive easily. So I think that's going to be very entertaining going forward to see how. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed their back and forth a lot. It was it was interesting to me. A lot of people were like, "Oh, like Jordan show, like Jordan really told Jay like in their deliberation I mean, that probably got them thrown in. Like if he doesn't go at him so hard, they, they probably just put in Laurel and Jack again, right? Yeah, but at the same time, they're still likely to go in because Casey and Nani aren't going to pick each other. It's more likely not. Yeah, it, it's more likely than not that, that that's the elimination pair, regardless. I think that the I think it was probably a good move for Michelle and Jay to throw Anissa and Jordan indirectly and not Laurel and Jack because at that point in time it seemed more likely that Laurel and Jack would work with them going forward or do something with them going forward compared to Anissa and Jordan where like it was just like there's no way that they're even going to talk with them. I'm, I'm saying that I don't think I'm saying any I, chance of either thing happening. I, 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 I would have put in Laurel and Jack in immediate. You've already just you've already burned that bridge. Let's just keep them moving. Let me let me rephrase that. It, it seems like Jordan and Anissa were more pissed at them than Laurel and Jack. Yeah, but I think they were more pissed at them because they felt like there was a closer connection from before. Like if like Kyle was never that upset with Polly for putting him in because they were mortal enemies. Like I, I think that I would definitely put in Laurel and Jack immediately. Why? I think there's some chance of constant because I think there's some chance because like they're I think they're only reason they're not as emotional is because they're not burned. You know they're not working with you. They're just not. I don't. I don't think it really matters either way. Um, I, I think. I mean, it probably doesn't. I, I think the moment that you nominate Anissa and Jordan, it's over at that point. What happens after that is almost kind of irrelevant. I think the same thing is true for Laurel and Jack tenfold. Yeah, or it they, was already over last week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they already did that. that... Um, I think that they just were more capable of coming around. They, they were prepared for the decision more so maybe than Anissa and Jordan were. I agree because it already happened. So I don't really get what. Yeah. I, I don't really get what we're. Well, I, I just think that there's actually some chance of like I, I think that if Anissa and Jordan aren't put in and they're they like they could have pulled the safe knife or the safe dagger or something and just not ended up in elimination. Like I think there's more the there's more opportunity that they're not going to be your number you're not going to be their number one target moving forward at the very least if you don't put them in directly. And a Laurel and Jack, I think if they had come back, would have certainly still been their, they would Michelle and Jay would have certainly still been their number one target. I think after Jay and Jordan get into it in interrogation, Jay and Michelle are now Jordan's number one target. Yeah, but he could do that with somebody else. I mean, Jordan, Jordan had the really good comeback at Jay about uh, when Jay said that they needed to make like the non-emotional decision and... The re- what, what, do you remember what I'm talking about? And the reason they ended up being down there is because J- it seems like Jay was actually being pretty emotional. Uh, yeah, I, I forget what exactly he said. I mean, then again, he does make 
a relatively emotional decision and actually putting Jordan and Issa directly in later on after that. So what do you think about the teams that they nominate compared to, compared to all of the teams that they potentially could have? I think it's pretty much what I would have done. Exactly. I mean, maybe you do like Darrell and Veronica instead of Anissa and Jordan or like, I don't know what his and Fessy's connection is. That would have been another team I would have considered because I think they're, I think he and Mariah are uh, very good and, Maybe at that point you want to keep them a little bit more on your good side, though. That that the, that's pretty much what I would have done. I just would have also done last week, so there would have been another one of them gone instead of Kim and Colleen. I think one of the things that they kept top of mind, which I think is very important, is which of the, these teams actually have a reasonable chance to win an elimination or to win a mission, and for them to be in power and potentially throw them in. And so when we go down the mm-hmm. list, and we even start with Veronica and Darrell, like you mentioned. They're probably not winning one. It, it just they're less likely than these other teams for sure, unless if there's like some memorize the seasons type of, uh, mission, which there could be. They talked about the idea of Amber B and Chauncey. They're just not going to win, and so I don't get why Jay actually wanted to put them in at that point. If we think about it from that perspective. What what is putting well, what you, Ponzi serve you? Is that they're probably not going to win going forward, so you don't have to worry about them putting you in. Yeah, that that's their main motivation. It does seem like Amber and Michelle have a pretty strong connection, though. So but why that, do, that would why does Jay want to put them in then? Because Jay does because they're not likely to win a mission going forward. So if you put them in, you're not worried about them winning next week and then throwing you in. Like unless it's just a pure sprinting competition, I I think that. Their, their capability to win missions is not high. I think he was almost talking about it from the perspective of, I don't know, I guess there's two sides to the to the coin there, right? Where they're not likely to win, so they won't be able to put you in. But at the same time, if they're not likely to win, then they won't be able to protect you if they're in a position of power. And I think that's kind of the lens that he was looking at it from because he was like, we need to cut them. They're dead weight meaning that they had some type of alliance with them, but if they're not going to be able to win missions, what good are they to them? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that that, that makes complete sense. That, that's kind of what I was going at, too. It, it seems like out of the people in their group, the team that's going to be most likely to win missions going forward of that crew, I guess Horatio and Olivia were close. But, I mean, if those that team's actually put forward a full effort, like there's just, there's just more good teams there than uh, on the, the younger side of the house. So we have... 10 pairs remaining. Mm-hmm. Next week, if we continue to have four teams nominated for elimination, that will mean that close to half of the house will be nominated. Mm-hmm. We have to be nearing a shakeup, wouldn't you assume? You would assume. I mean, they do, like, they, they do things that are illogical quite often, but like. They're just yeah. There, there has to be something they do here to, to rectify the, the situation. Like having half the house go in is going to be quite a lot. It's also like I mean, to some level, it's a, a bit of a disadvantage for the team in power, right? Like we've seen it with Jay and Michelle, where just they've like every every team in the house now basically is after them. Like uh, uh, there was no real way around that for them. And I think that's why it makes sense from for Johnny and for some of these other teams that, or, or at least when we hear. If, if we came to find out that a lot of these teams weren't really trying and giving their best effort in missions, I think that makes sense because of exactly what you just said, where they, yeah, Jay and Michelle sense. have won two missions in a row. 
And I would say most of the people left are now enemies with Jay and Michelle. If we go down the list. Would they have been better off just not winning the two of them and then hoping things had gone their way? Like, I Kinda, mean, yeah. It's just, it, yeah. Because, but it's just like if, like, because who, who else are like the teams that are not, are clearly not a part of this vacation club? You've got Horatio and Olivia. Then you've got Amber B and Chauncey, and then who who else? Kim and Colleen when they were around, but like who who else is not in the the vet's crib? Because let, let, let's think about it this way: so who will not be going after Jay and Michelle, Chauncey and Amber B? Those two teams. What about what about Dor- Dorel and Veronica? Well, they put them in the other week, and I don't know. I don't. I have no clue what their motivations are. To be honest, I already don't know where they stand. In a situation where half the house gets nominated, I think that they still might nominate them. I still might nominate them. So, I think Jay, Jay uh, Nelson, I, Nelson and Narice, I would assume would not put in Jay and Michelle. I just don't Nelson and Jay are very close outside the show. Okay, so we have Chauncey and Amber B, Nelson and Narice, Casey's putting them in, Jordan's putting them in, Johnny's putting them in, Horatio is not putting them in, Fessy, we don't know. Who knows? Devin and Tori, they're definitely putting them in. So at that point in time, do you, you think that do you think that one, that one week alliance is not continuing forward? I think that's dead. I, I think that's uh, yeah, that sucks for them, dude. Like there's just there's just nothing they can do, really. Well, I mean, we you just said it. Would they have been better off not winning the last two missions? And I think that's a there's a decent case. I, I just think if they hadn't, my point with that is if they hadn't won, I still think they're, whichever, unless a ratio and Olivia win, pretty much any of these other teams are still putting them up. I think what would have helped them considerably is if they would have put another, if they would have put all heavy hitters in elimination last week, and then that would have yeah. swung the numbers a little bit more towards them. But. I don't know. That that's hindsight. Um, I mean, I said that the week of too, just in that, like, because like the, the I would I would assume they understand that their their odds going into this are not. This is not a situation where like we can just be Tori and Devin or Brands and Ani and kind of sit back and like let's think let's let things play out. We'll probably make the final. They know that's not the case. So my thing was just I feel like they need to optimize their chance and their alliance's chance of winning missions going forward. So then you, you put in all the other teams, that are, and like obviously that's a very high-risk move because you're putting in teams inherently that are going to be good at winning missions. But you, you put in all these teams that are good at winning missions, and then if you can get one or two of them out of here, that increases their chance of going for it. And it also makes them burn a couple bridges between them. I'm really interested to see what the mission looks like next week. I, I think that's maybe the first time that I've ever said that. Just because now that Jay and Michelle have... Won the last two. They have some momentum. Are some of these people that we may suspect not be giving a full effort in missions going to actually try and perform now? The the one thing I hope it's not. It's just one one of these like gang up type missions where like the one that Natalie and Wes lose in a double agents, right? Because like if yeah. they do that, they're just they're just screwed. There's something they can do. Yeah, chop or chop the coconut or whatever. What, what yeah, chop called? the coconut type. Yeah. Of, I don't know. He's the one who always references it. That would be pretty unfortunate. And we're honestly getting to the point in the season where they probably... It's going to happen at some point. So if it happened next week, I wouldn't be surprised. I would say. 
are, uh, do you think with this elimination, are there like just a bunch of like bananas and Nani and then um, Casey and Kenny heads like lying around at production then? Like what are they going to do with all the leftovers? Um, I would imagine it takes them a very brief amount of time to make. What are they, like plastic or what are they made out of? Looked like it was paper. Okay. So, so, so the, you don't think they're like keeping those around Challenge HQ, like and hang them up somewhere? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the... It makes it... So for Survivor, they stay in Fiji every season. So it's easier for them to just keep equipment around and use stuff season after season. But if... How much reusability is there over a Kenny Clark uh, fathead? I'm just talking about different equipment, right? So like... Sure. I don't know like where they're... Pre- where they're producing these, right? And so I don't know if they have like a printer on site that they're using or if they have to like outsource this to someone else. I would imagine Survivor is like pretty settled in Fiji. Um, yeah, I got a notification. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, I, I just, it cracks me up when they do stuff like that just because I don't, I don't know what they're doing with all the leftovers of this stuff. Or like just, like, do they have one of everybody and then they, or like they before just they even them came out? Or, yeah, or they just make them in between nominations and when they're actually there. I don't know. That, that's the thing. And, and that's what I was getting to. Like, if, if they have their, like, own printer there, then I would imagine they can do it whenever. But if they don't, then they have to make them before they get out or they have to, like, contract with someone there, which I would imagine would be slightly more difficult because at that point, it's out of your hands and it's a little bit yeah. more risky. But what are... What are some of the other moments of this episode that we should definitely talk about? They had a they had a club scene after not having one last week, which I think absolutely nothing came out of, if memory serves. Literally me. nothing. There was just a, a couple of dancing scenes. That's about all we got. We got Tori and Jordan, who are very, like, there's very clearly something that's going to, it feels like there's something that's going to break there one way or the other, right? With Tori and Jordan? Yeah. I think if it breaks anyway, it's probably going to be positive. I don't think we've seen a negative aspect to their relationship to this point in the season in their communication. You don't think there's any chance she feels like burned by him at some point? It seems like they, at this point, have nothing but goodwill towards each other. We'll we'll see. It's just... I mean, like, like, you have to be careful projecting with these things. But it seems like she kind of wants to, like, get back together, doesn't she? To some level. I don't know if I would say that. What 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 gives you that sense? She's like hanging over him on every scene that they're together. I mean he, She's talking about how she still like loves him all the time. He climbed into bed with her. She invited him into bed. That, that was confirmed. That's what Jordan and Johnny said. Well, um Yeah, I don't know. It'll, uh... I guess it's just, that's in the, they've kind of had droplets of the relationship so far. They haven't had a full, like, focus in on them, at least to my, from my perspective. Uh, I mean, neither of those teams has won yet either, and Easton Jordan have been in elimination a couple of times, but neither of them has actually gone up and won a mission. So I'll be curious to see where their heads are at once that time comes. I mean, if you look at the house right now, if one of those, if, like, Johnny and Nani or Tori and Devin were to win... I think there's a very clear three teams they would throw in, and Amber B and Chauncey, Horatio and Olivia, and Jay and Michelle. Who, who do you think is the fourth, though? 
the Jordan and Mimisu would throw, or that Tori and Devin would throw in? No, no, that, that Bananas and Nani or Tori and Devin would throw in. Uh, Chauncey and Amber B, Jay and Michelle, Horatio, Horatio and Olivia. Olivia. And I think it would either be... I think it, I think it's different for each team. So, I think for Tori and Devin, it's probably Darrell and Veronica. Correct. Right? And I think for yeah. Johnny and Nani, it might be Nelson and Nerese. I think they'd put in Fessy over Nelson. It's possible. The thing is, too, is remember where that fourth team is? They're really burned because they're very likely to get put in after the safe tigers drawn, too. Yeah, that's almost kind of the argument for keeping the four teams as long as possible because it makes some of these people burn bridges. Whereas yeah. if you start to go down to nominate three or something where they nominate two or even even completely mix up the dagger twist, then you you don't have to you don't have to put as many people in, in jeopardy and it's not as interesting. Yeah. What do you think? Who do you think is in the driver's seat right now? We haven't done power rankings all season. If you if you had to uh, if you had to do this right now, what are the top three pairs that you feel most confident in from from here to the end of the season? I just do feel like this kind of comes down to Tori and Devin or Bananas and Nani. Those those are just the two. Because like Michelle and Jay, like they they've been good so far, but just like they're they're just gonna have to keep. Like well, the the first time they don't win a mission, and any of those other good teams wins, like they're at least an elimination, right? Yeah, that's just that's just such a no hoper situation. So I think it still kind of comes down to these two teams. I mean, the one thing is like if Ration, Olivia, or Jay and Michelle win any given week, those teams can be up, right? Yeah. I, th- I think it's about time that, and, and again, that's why I think the, the mission next week is going to be as interesting as it will be, but there's still a decent amount of fat to trim because Chauncey and Amber B, they, they've done pretty much nothing. And then... I don't think they're like outright bad, though. What What indication do you have that they're not bad? Well, we see Amber B has been like capable of doing things in the past. She's won an elimination. She won a final. She won a couple of eliminations actually. Chauncey at least gives the appearance of being athletic. Like I I, I my, my point with that is like if they go into elimination against one of those vet teams, I don't think it's a total shock at this point. I'm talking about relative I'm not even necessarily talking about an elimination, which I think they're probably better suited towards than winning missions. My focus is the mission aspect. What if it's just like a dead what if it's just a pure endurance type mission? We haven't like I mean they're running. There have been some close to that this season and they haven't done well on them or they haven't they haven't really had like a mini final have they they had the swimming one which they didn't do well on they had the where they had to swim and then like row the boat this one was yeah but that's not that's not running though it's endurance yeah but running and swimming are completely different skill sets like nelson's got great endurance can't swim i don't know i don't know how confident we are that nelson has good endurance he he's shown pretty good endurance at this point. He he's when he's been in eliminations, he fights to the end. He's uh whenever he's had any running type running mission or running like in a final, he's been able to run capably. Like he was outrunning even C T really in the final. He just can't do puzzles and can't swim. Let, let me rephrase this then. Is there anyone 
in that's left for these teams that you would have ranked below Amber B and Chauncey for likelihood to win a mission? Mm. I don't know. I wish we went about Casey and Kenny to win a mission. I think there's I think they're probably the the next closest team, but I would still have them above them. I feel like I might have Amber B and Chauncey just because there are a couple things where I can like, okay, I can envision them being the best. I, I, there is that. The Maybe best? Like a trivia con- yeah, like in a, in a dead sprint, I think they're probably actually the best team. How many how many missions are there where it's just a dead sprint? But like just a pure running mission, like that's not out of nowhere. Or not even what? a dead sprint, just like a pure oh. endurance running mission. I don't. I don't. Like get... The mission, like the mission that Jay, Jay and Teresa went on, double agent. I don't get why you you think you have any idea of Chauncey's like endurance ability. Well, we I think we know Amber's the best of the women, and like those things usually come down to your weakest link. I don't know. Why do we think Amber's the best of the women? She outrun. She torched everybody in the double agents final. No, but none of these other women are standout runners. A lot of that was CT solving the puzzles. I don't think we necessarily saw. No, I think I don't think we necessarily. A lot of that saw, I think was her running capability. I don't think we necessarily saw Amber running just head to head versus a lot of these women. Who's better than her then? I don't know. I think it's like. Corey, uh... maybe. Like I Tori, no way. If any if anyone I was gonna oh, say Casey Tori, no way. Casey, Michelle. No, Tori's better than Casey. Tori torched Casey in the running portion you... to the Spy Lives and Allies final. Tori torched Casey? In the Spy Lives and Allies running portion of the final? Yeah, she did. I don't recall. Um I don't I don't think it's so let's let's assume that she is like better than the rest of the women, right? Let, let's do that. Why do we think Chauncey's better than any of the men? He doesn't really. He needs to be better than the weak, the weaker link on any of those teams. Yeah. Why? Why do we think that he's better? Be, be, better than? He, okay. So he's. I think he's. I think he's better than Anissa. I think he's better than Nani. I think he is better than Casey or Kenny. Probably. I think he's better than Devin. Most likely, he's better than the weaker link on any of those teams. But they're just in a running mission. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. We're going with a very remote outcome. Here. I wouldn't. So I would, it's, it's possible this never even comes up. Yeah, because like honestly, like even if, even if they are, there's never just a complete dead endurance thing where it's only running. That's all you're doing. They're going to have to solve some type of puzzle. They're going to have to do some running and caring. And so, when you factor that in, we haven't seen Amber be. If it's have, have we. Have we ever seen Amber completely carry a running and math portion, or excuse me, a puzzle and math type mission? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's really ever been asked to. She? Yeah, I don't think she's really ever been asked to. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I would have, and I mean, I, I guess what are we even talking about here? Like where, where we ha- yeah, have? This is a relatively remote outcome. I, I think I, I just I was a little bit high on them coming, and I saw some stuff from Chauncey that I liked when I was doing like pregame scouting. So maybe I'm sticking to my priors a little bit too much. Because but... I, I mean, I think that this is the issue right here. You're talking about their ability to, if we're talking about their ability to win a mission, and you're saying that they can win a purely endurance based mission, what percentage of missions are going to be only purely purely endurance based where they're just running? It's not that many, but they like are five percent. I mean, not just running, like running and carrying, running and doing some like minor puzzle. 
uh, we, something we, like that. We saw this early in the season when they had to pick up and carry the barrels from stage to stage, right? And they didn't win. That's fair. So that I I don't remember how well they did. That, that was going to be their best shot, right there, based off of the argument that you're trying to make now, is that they should have, if not win that, come close to winning. I I, I really don't remember how well they did. I have to go back and look. Neither do I. All right. What else do we got here? Um, anyway, how do you feel about the vets feeling so burned by what Jay and Michelle did? Is that just what you do? Because it did like they all got so emotional and whiny about them being put in. It's like I mean, what do you expect them to do, really? I don't know if Johnny got emotional. Nani definitely. He, he got, didn't. No. Nani he got very emotional. Did. Laurel definitely did. I mean, she didn't show it in their interrogation, but she was clearly emotional in the situation she was put in. I guess I get it a little bit from Jordan and Issa's side and that they had that conversation right before and then they put them in right afterwards. But I, I think from the perspective of Laurel and Jack, I get it because it sounds like there was a conversation that we didn't see where they talked about where it sounded like Michelle and Jay were probably very in, intentionally vague with what they were trying to communicate. And Laurel was like, you literally well, just... Hold on. Where, where, where Laurel was like, you literally just told us that we were going to try and work together. And Michelle was like, no, no, no. I said that we were going to try and find a way forward. You know what I mean? I think that was the same conversation that Michelle and Laurel had before the last elimination. That's what they were referencing. That's what it came out of me. I don't even know if that's what it was. And, we, and even at that, we didn't see everything that they said in that conversation. So it seems like Jack and Laurel felt very kind of misled in what was going to try and happen there. And literally the first time that they had the chance to throw them in. They were back in again. And so I think what it is from the perspective of Jay and Michelle is that they're trying to be, they're trying to have a close relationship with all of these people and act like that they're going to work with them in some way and then just throwing them in again. They would almost be better suited to have a more definitive line in the ground that it's like, hey, nothing against you, but this is just the way that it is right now that we're going to have to throw you in. I suppose. I mean, it definitely seemed like from Jack and Jay's interactions, like in the like in the gym area, there was no real intention to make amends from yeah, a game perspective. Do you think that was the only conversation that they had about it? I mean, probably not. I, I think we're. I think that when Laura was talking about that, because Rochelle says. I was just talking about how we can move forward, which is the exact same language she used when she was talking to Laura last. But week. we don't even we we don't even know everything that happened in that conversation. And what was actually stated, and we don't know if they. I just think we're guessing. This, I think it's a lot of guesswork to see that they give. I know they that's what I'm. Michelle. That Rob, that's your go-to. Is we don't know what actually happened. We don't know what they showed. Yeah, we we don't. But like to say that Jay, they they had some conversation that where Jay and Michelle like made them feel a certain way, and then they felt burned afterwards. I think that people just always pretend the to feel reason, burned if they get thrown in. The reason that we're saying that is because Laurel and Jack pretty much said as much that they literally gave them the work. Did we did we see a conversation where did they say that yes, Jack said that that he gave one of them gave them their word? I don't remember that at all. That, that he, he was right? saying that they gave them the word they would that they want to get right. put back in again. I don't know what they he said that they gave them their word. Uh, that's kind of what it sounded like when they came out and saw that their names were up for elimination again. Jack said they literally just gave us their word, or one of them did. I don't remember that at all. Go back like, and watch. He it. would give them their word. The, I'll go back and watch it. Right, they get them the word they weren't going to get put in, and that because for one, that would make zero sense. And like from from either of their sides, really, to like say, "Hey, we're gonna, I'm going to give you the word. We're not going to put you back in again." Jay and Michelle know they're in this position where like 
there's just some people they're gonna have to burn. Like I, 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 I don't. I, I would have to go back and watch to see what he was referencing exactly. I mean, if he says that to other people, like, he could be lying, too. Yeah, see, Rob, I mean, this is or, where we're just getting into, like, like a lot of loose speculation, you know? Whereas, like, I'm just, like, going off based off of what they said. Um, it seems like based off of what they said, based off of what Jack said, and based off of what Jack and Laurel said when they were in front of Jay and Michelle, it seems like there was a conversation that we did not see. Because what we did see doesn't fully depict what they were referencing. Does that make sense? Okay. I did not get that impression watching it. I, I, I felt did. like they were just like, okay. I, well, I just felt like they were like, this is the situation we're in. We're enemies at this point. Like, that's what we're going to have to roll with. So Jack and Laurel felt burned. Jack did say that Laurel was putting on a poker face. When Laurel was in front of them for the interrogation, she didn't come off as burned as Jack did, I would say. Laurel, yeah. Laurel seemed like she was trying to placate them to a large degree. And even when Michelle came to have a conversation with Nani after interrogation, Nani was the one who was irate, and Laurel was the one who kind of tried to smooth things over to some extent. I think that probably saves her from going in directly, her, her coming in, at least not to give the appearance of being emotional like Jordan did. Like, I think if she does that, they're probably just put directly back in again. Yeah. And then Casey and Kenny weren't emotional at all. They're just not, they just don't do anything, right? Like we're supporting actor award to go into, go into the two of them. So we can say that half of the people that were put in were emotional, right? Anissa, Jordan. I wouldn't even say Anisha, Anissa was really emotional. She was kind of just matter of fact about the situation. I would say that Jordan was emotional. I would say that Jack was emotional. And I would say that Nani was emotional. So three out of the eight people, um, you would be able to cater it's just, this much. Yeah, there's just not much. You could, who who did you think would have made it more for a more interesting pair coming back? Anissa and Jordan or Laurel and Jack? That's a good question. I thought about that at the time. It's probably Jordan and Anissa. It's close though, right? Yeah, because... Laurel, with all the relationships she has in the house right now, she has as strong of a vendetta with Jay and Michelle, and so does Jack. Whereas in the pairing of Anissa and Jordan, Anissa's doesn't seem like she's as heated as Jay and Michelle as Jack is. And so I think there's a little bit more animosity in that pairing. Then I think it gets into who has a higher probability to win a mission going forward to actually try and execute something against Jane Michelle. And I think that is kind of a toss up, but I would probably lean more towards Jordan and Anissa only so slightly. Yeah. I think there's a couple, because Anissa is quite good at mission. She does find, she find a way to win a couple when she's on a season. So I, I would lean a little bit towards them. Um, I mean, it's funny. I think the most interesting going forward here is just if Jay and Michelle can somehow continue to keep winning missions, right? I guess it, it will be. It, I will be curious to see if one of those really big dog vet pairings like Bananas and Nani or Tori and Devin wins, who they would put in. They're, but they're def they're going in. They're go. They, well, I, that's the thing, right? Because like they're, they're for sure going in unless they win, or unless the ratio and Olivia or Amber being Chauncey win. Because it's. It's a struggle to even get to. It's a struggle to get to four, right? They're going to have to backstab somebody yeah. to four, 
And if they're going to have to backstab someone to get to four, they're definitely going to have to backstab someone to get to, or not, not backstab. They're, they're going to have to put in Jane Michelle. Uh, to even yeah, they're for sure it. going in if, if any of those teams win. That, I, what I would say, it'll be interesting who they put in. I meant who that fourth team would be that they would put in the loser spot. And I think that's why they didn't want to win, right? That, that's that's just why they didn't That's probably win. why Bananas didn't want to win. I don't know what the motivations of those other teams were. I mean, I feel like for most of the other teams, there is there is like a couple easier options to put in. Like I think Darrell and Veronica are – like Casey and Kenny can put in Darrell and Veronica as the fourth team. That's fine. Um, same with Tori and Devin. They can put in Darrell and Veronica as the fourth team. Fessy or Nelson, they probably have a couple of options they could put in as the fourth team. So I think that's not as interesting a question for those other teams. I think for Bananas and Nani, it does make sense for them to want to hang back a little bit, even if it did almost burn them this week. Yeah, I mean, it seemed Johnny was literally joking around in the middle of the mission. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see if one of these, if the teams, if the veterans are like, all right, time to time to stop screwing around. Like we got to go out there and time, time to put the foot to the pedal. Yeah, and I think we may see that the moment that they change up the format, that that may be when it happens. Because you know that they're thinking about this and you know that they know that they're not going to be able to keep up four pairs going in for elimination every single time. Well, we talked about it. I think it would be interesting if they kept it this way for a little bit moving forward, just to see once... But they have to change it some. They're going to have to, yeah. They, they can't go... I mean, like, you literally can't physically. Like, if there's, like... I guess if there are five teams that you could have four go in and then just have one of them pull the safe, but typically you would get down to at least four. Like that's just a lot going on. One thing that I thought was kind of deceptive from an editing perspective of this episode is the way that they made it look like Laurel and Mariah were looking at Horatio while he was juggling the soccer ball. Oh. And then when you cut to them inside and they showed their view out the window, Horatio wasn't even there. So I thought that I mean yeah that, that they just do that all the time. I thought that that was kind of unfair. I didn't even think it was really necessary for them to do that. They do that all the time. Though. Like that's that like this wasn't really easy one to tell, see where they weren't they weren't actually showing what they were trying to say see, see like they were showing, but they do that all the time. Did you think did you think showing her and Fessy's like eventual hookup was really even necessary within the larger context Wait, of the episode? That's why I thought that she may have won the elimination because I thought to myself, yeah. why would they even bother show? Why would they even show that if she's not going to hang around a little bit longer for them to have some type of relationship? It was weird, right? That's what, yeah, that was my, it, it was weird. I mean, do you, think, like, there's already... do you think they've told the editors that they need to include game content, relationship content, and that's it? Or, or existential moment, like it has to fit in one of those. No, I think that those three three buckets, or we 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 just can't have it on this TV show. Well, I think those are certainly the three biggest priorities, and it's just that once you like go down the list of what they can actually air in the episode, that's just what kind of has to come up. What comes what, out? What did we have this in this episode that didn't fit in one of those three buckets? Um, I mean, some of would you call it the Jordan and Anissa stuff, existential crisis? Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. That that's textbook but it's dude. not like a crisis i feel like it's like or existential moment just take like well it's, it's like but i think building up a pairing is different than existential. no because they were talking about like jordan and his hand and about how growing oh, up okay yeah, no right. matter no no matter what it was like he wanted to be the best oh well, what else do you want them to air just like goofy stuff from the house stuff that's going on in the house like different character moments you know like interactions like some of the stuff that we heard about like was left out of some of the previous episodes 
I think a lot of that would be better than like what we're getting now. Like for like, did we really need to see the the Laurel and Fessy thing? Like it didn't really make any sense in the context of the episode. That was the only thing of the episode where I felt like they could have left that out. My thing is though, if you leave that out and people hear afterwards that Fessy and Laurel hooked up, everyone would be like, oh my gosh, how was that not aired? Right? Everyone would say that. But sure, there was a lot of other stuff, dude. Like, I don't know. The, uh, you've said it before. The amount of time that's spent with them walking in and out of an el- eliminations and missions is absurd. It's ridiculous, dude. It's unbelievable. It's like it's over four minutes an episode. It's too much. The amount of time that we redo some of what had happened before commercial break when we get back from commercial break is absurd. Yeah, okay. Uh, like I think the lo- like the entire fucking club scene, dude. Like I don't think we needed. This That's I really didn't. Yeah, I didn't really have many issues with how they used their time this episode. Uh, the Fessy and Laurel thing was the only item where I'm like, okay, they could have dropped this and put in something else. I thought we could have just like taken a like we we didn't need to see we didn't need to see the Anissa and Jordan thing. We didn't need to see the Johnny and Nani moment because it was pretty much an exact replica of what they had already told us to this point in the season we didn't get any new information from there that that what they showed us there could have literally come from any point in the season because we had oh, yeah. already heard that it could be anything both those could have been anything i think we could take a flamethrower to this if we went scene by scene in the amount of time we haven't done our fastest we haven't done our fastest five minutes yet if you want to do that all right let's do it and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here we've already gone 49 okay. minutes all right Michelle, to start off the episode, they come back. Michelle says that she's concerned that um, the people that she sent in are going to come back and it's going to bite them, bite them in the ass. Olivia and Laurel have a moment and Olivia uh, says that the only person cheering on Kim and Colleen at the elimination was Michelle. We go to the night out. Jordan says that we, we get the moment between Jordan and Nisa. Jordan talks about being born without a hand and having to try and be uh, like do the best as he can with only having one hand. And I think that's a good, let, let me, let me make sure that I'm clear on this. I think it's good to, to like air that at some point, but every single season, multiple times a season, do we get that with Jordan, right? Like we've established that. I don't think so really. I think it's usually once a season, they'll have the background on him and that's about it. And like, you don't know how many people are watching this show for the first time. And his story is, I mean, like, it's one of those things where I talk about him like he doesn't have a hand and he's able to compete at the highest level possible. We've already gotten sure. People are like, wow. We've already gotten this. When? It seems, this like, season. it seems like we had. And then... I think we just get it every season so it seems like it happens more often than it does. I don't know it happens every it. season. I don't know if we need it every season to be honest. We, we need it every season. For more casual viewers, you absolutely need it every season. I don't... And I feel like we've already gotten it. So, all right, so... Do you think we're going to get it from now until the end of the season again? Probably. It'll probably come up again at some level, yeah. We don't fucking need it. All right. So after the that... He doesn't have a hand. Like, it's going to come up when he's competing. Every it's single... Crazy. Like, dude, come on. Like, we don't need a teary-eyed moment every single time. It's not always that teary-eyed. But, like, yeah, it's going to come up. It, 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 he, doesn't, right. he doesn't have a hand. Johnny... Like, okay. Come on. Johnny and Nani talk. Nani talks about how she... Uh, she came to play because her mom would have been disappointed and if she didn't go out there and compete. Johnny says that he's here for Nani and his main goal this season is for Nani to win. The next day, we get an awkward moment outside at the workout facility where Jack and Jay are in the same area and Jack tells Jay that the cameras are there waiting for Jay's apology to him. And they make some kind of jokes about the band that they were in being broken up and potentially getting back uh-huh. together. 
The next scene is when where... I called you garbage. I meant that you were garbage. That that was this scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for a lot of people, I, I like him. I hope he's back. I like Jack. Jack? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, if I it's between, if it's between Jack and Jay, I would way much rather have, well, actually, I don't know. So this is the thing about Jay. Like, I don't like him on the show or I don't like him. Is it like, I, I don't know how to put this. He's entertaining because he's emotional and doesn't really play that well. Do you get what I mean? He makes, yeah. he makes messy decisions and he's emotional and that yeah. makes for good content. So from that from yes. that perspective, him and Michelle are beneficial to have on the show. It's just at this point, I don't know what they can do to change their position and the overall hierarchy of the challenge, right? Well, I mean, I think there's definitely things they could do. If you have a season coming back, one of them is paired with some with paired with a veteran partner. That really yeah. shakes up things. Like if you have like they're not a, rivals, they're not a veteran. <laughs> Well, like I don't know, like a veteran is some like if Michelle and Perry I know, I know. Were but, paired together, like, yeah. I'm just pointing that I mean, out. That, I'm just pointing, no, like, but it's, I'm it's, just pointing it out okay. that, that between Jay, Michelle, and Amber B, we have a combined like seven seasons, and we consider all three of them rookies. Uh, I think we have a combined eight because Michelle has two, the other two have three. Eight. I, I was just taking a, a guess, but yeah, but I can see it. I mean. To me, it's something refreshing that there is still somewhat of a veteran rivalry between very, very clearly Johnny and Jay just don't like each other. That that's been made very apparent both from off-screen stuff and on-screen stuff. They just do not like each other. I think that they've been cordial towards each other this season. I think behind scenes when Johnny gives yeah. him a confessional and says that he wants to throw up on Jay's face, I think that's pretty funny. But. Uh, well, I'm trying to tell you, like, they just. They're. They're beef is goes a lot deeper than i think the show has explored for whatever reason all right so we get the scene between laurel and mariah where they talk about everything that happened with horatio laurel says that horatio told him that he has a girl at home that he may be trying to build a relationship with laurel moves out of the room and this is where they make it look like mariah and laurel looking out towards the yard through the window when horatio actually isn't even there The next scene, we get a conversation between Olivia and Horatio. Horatio said that he didn't communicate with Laurel and that Laurel is the person in the house that he talks with the most. Olivia says that he needs to get on the same page with Laurel, kind of suggesting that this isn't a bridge that they really want to have burnt. And because it seems like Olivia has some type of relationship with Laurel. We saw that at the start of the episode. And I think that's the first moment that we had this season where they showed Olivia and Laurel talk with each other. Um, Looking back on it, it's interesting they spend so much time in this Laurel ratio dynamic, right? Like Laurel had plenty of other storylines to go to. Yeah, like nothing really happened. Like they were barely they're they're only like on screen moments together really are like from cameras out of the corner of a room, like hiding them as they're like walking in and out of rooms together. Like nothing really happened that much. And like they spent more time on them on that episode than Tori and Jordan, who were like ended up in bed together. We had no clue what happened. So weird. Because and she had plenty of stuff. Like you could have just had her content between her and Michelle this con and would have been plenty. Right? We get the mission, the first heat, Jane Michelle win, and I guess the highlights from the first heat are that Laurel never gets the second bag for them to try and solve the puzzle with. And yeah. Jane and Michelle were really far behind 
before they caught up and it seems like the editors gave credit to Jay for being able to solve the puzzle correctly. Remembering Amigo. For the well, second... We did see the two, the two people with some Hispanic background ended up winning this one. So it seems like you kind of needed that. For the second heat, Horatio and Olivia win the second heat. They spend very little time on this heat. Casey, the, only, the only thing they really do is they clown Veronica when she's like, oh, it won't be in a different language. And it ended up being in a different language. Casey is the one to get the last bag for the second heat. And it seems interesting that in both the first heat and the second heat, the teams that had the women dig longest were the ones that finished last for that heat. And so yeah. I think we can, it's safe to assume that that was not the correct strategy. I wonder if Jack and Laurel made that decision because they thought swimming was going to be a heavier component of this. And it really just didn't matter that much, the swimming portion. I think it made sense from a game theory perspective in that you want to get first, getting last doesn't matter. So if we just do something different than everybody else does, you're more likely to get first, but you're also more likely to get last. So I think in terms of just an odds play, it made sense to me, but it didn't work out. Not if they can necessarily just beat them straight up, though. Yeah, but what are their chances of beating them straight up? Laurel and Jack? Yeah. Pretty fucking good. I mean, it was this was a crapshoot. Like, it was whoever got the puzzle. I think that's how it ended up being. I don't think beforehand you could have said that for sure, though. There was a lot of different components to this. I don't know if you necessarily knew. I mean, when we go team by team in that first heat... Or let, let's keep moving. So, back at the house, after the mission, which Jay, Jay and Michelle win... Johnny says that this is worse. I guess he said this back at the mission. Johnny said that this is worst case scenario for them at the house. Michelle tells Amber B that they're in a shitty position or that she is in a shitty position, her being Michelle. And she made a one day deal with Devin to not send each other into elimination the day before. Amber tells Michelle that she's making too many deals. And Amber says that something feels off. And I thought it was interesting that they put that in there in hindsight, right? Because Amber doesn't end up going into elimination and nothing really comes from that conversation. So I'm not really sure. Why. That might've been just a throwaway. They've clearly been trying to make Michelle and Jay look like house pariahs. So I don't really get why they put that in there. The next scene is the last scene that we get before deliberation where Anissa and Jordan talk with Jordan or with Jay and Michelle. This is where, they seem to come to some type of agreement with each other that they would work with each other, essentially. Or that it, it seems like the consensus coming out of this is that Jordan and Anissa wouldn't be going into... Yeah, definitely. Because even as Anissa and Jordan leave the room, Jay goes, oh, well, that changes a lot in what seems like pretty sincere tones. I, the thing is, Michelle looks back at him and it clearly has the face of like, "We're just screwed." Anything we do here, uh, I don't. I, I didn't notice that part. I would have to go back and look. So at deliberation, they throw up Laurel and Jack immediately. They throw up Johnny and Nani immediately. Jay says that he wants to put in Amber B and Chauncey because they're dead weight, and he doesn't really want to put in Casey because she will not trust him again if he throws him her in now michelle asks um about jordan and anisa and if they will actually not say their names the next time that they come in power 
And this is where Jay starts to think about how can they guarantee to get Laurel and Bananas to go into elimination, which doesn't end up happening. Yeah, they, they do a very poor job with that if that's their actual plan. We get into interrogation and Laurel and Jack come in. This is where we get the conversation that we discussed earlier on in this podcast where it seems like there may have been an additional conversation that happens where there was some type of guarantee to Laurel and Jack that they wouldn't be nominated again, at least if this quickly. They wouldn't be nominated again this quickly. After that, we get Casey and Kenny. And this is where Jay communicates to them that the pairs were pretty much decided to try and get Laurel and Jack versus Anissa and Jordan. We go to Johnny and Nani, and that same sentiment was communicated to them. And this is where Nani states that she's not going to be happy if Casey goes into elimination. And Johnny says that it's taking every ounce of him to just not throw up on Jay, which would have made the episode much more memorable if he actually did that. Uh, I think that would have taken this episode from like a a C plus to an E minus. I see. I, I thought this was a good episode. I, I was very entertained with this episode. I thought the mission was pretty gripping. I thought it was just too having them come back and win that when they're to me the most interesting outcome. It was compelling TV. I thought the elimination was fun to watch. Even if it's not like the most competitive drawing, I think I thought who they put in was interesting. So I, I thought what, it was really good. What, what one to ten? What do you give it? Probably like an eight at least. I go seven two. And for everyone that watches the one bite pizza reviews, that that's what I think it actually means. So we get the interrogation with Jordan and Nisa. Jordan calls them out uh, for saying that they were going to help them out and not actually doing that. Anissa just kind of seems a little bit flustered. After that, this is where we get the conversation between Nani and Johnny. Nani tells Johnny that he she doesn't appreciate him joking around in the missions. Johnny says that if they won, they would have had to put some names up there that they wouldn't want to put up. Nani says that she feels like Johnny's actually listening to what she is saying. And again, Johnny says that his main goal this season is to help Nani win. After that, this is where we get Fessy and Laurel hooking up. Then we get Laurel and Nani talking about everything that's been going on and that Nani says that she feels betrayed by Michelle. Michelle comes into the room and asks about how Nani's doing. She starts to go off at Michelle. She eventually storms off and says that she doesn't trust Michelle. And Laurel says that her and Nani will not forget about this. And so really we have all the momentum, all the forces going against Jay and Michelle at this point in time. Well, see, I, I guess when I was talking about the vets wanting, that was the one thing. Like, we're not going to forget about this. Like, they put you up for elimination. Like, what Like, what do you want them to do, really? In the last scene before elimination, Michelle says that she feels bad about putting Nani and Casey in against each, with each other. She starts to cry. She says that them doing that. A lot of room, crying this episode. Yeah, lots of crying. She says that them doing that makes her feel bad. Jay starts to cry. He tries to not make her feel as bad as she does. And this is where we get the uh, the, the winner quote from Jay, where he says that they're just going to have to go win the whole thing at this point. What would you put the odds? What, what, 
of them winning the season at right now. There are There's 10 teams left. 10 right? teams left. The implied implied probability would be 10%. What's that money line? Well, the implied prob- probability would be 10%, but what's that money line? It would be plus 500, 9 to 1 odds. What 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 do you actually think it is? So it's definitely lower than that, just with how these seasons work, right? Yeah, because no, I actually think they could be they could be good in a final, but the final doesn't really matter. And you, you combine them with the fact that everyone in the house hates them, like that they're just this. I don't know, man. Six percent. I was gonna say three to five. It's not high. Okay. That's the last scene before elimination. We get to elimination. Jay throws in, Jay and Michelle throw in Anissa and Jordan. And we haven't talked about it to this point, but I did think it was quite funny that after that happened, Jordan just stares at Jay and just smiles at him, just stares him down. And you can tell that Jay is kind of much more affected by everything that's been going on than Jordan. This is Jordan's wheelhouse. At this point in time, I think Jordan is in... Jay's head like he he's really gotten to him that's certainly what they're trying to make it seem like okay that's the end of the episode we don't really need to talk much about what happened in the elimination we don't need to talk about Jordan calling out Jay again is he like I thought how how dude how he lobbed the ball off of like at a perfect angle to like knock it off off the top part and then into the hole like that was I don't know I thought that was pretty impressive he was able to pull that off uh I don't know if I noticed that what happened so, like, the way the structure was set up, there was, like, it looked kind of like a soccer goal where there was, like, a fence or, like, even, like, a backstop in baseball where there was, like, an angled um, vertical top part of it. So, he banks it off the angled vertical part of it and down into the hole because my, thing my, my thinking was, okay, when you get to there's only one left, then you can just stand in front of that one. It actually seems like it's pretty difficult to hit, but he's able to, like, angle and bounce it off the thing so Jack can't block it. Mm-hmm. You didn't notice that? Uh, I didn't, but I believe you. Okay. I really, I really don't think many people were beating Jordan at this. No matter who you put in goal, no matter who you had throwing, I just think based on his experience level, what he's good at. Like, I think Jordan is very good at that aspect of it, but I don't think Anissa would be very good at her her part. Of it. I don't. I think the goalie part's not that hard. Like, I think your range of how good you are at that is not significant. I thought Jack would did not do a very good job at it because it gets to a certain point where most of his were left in the middle. Just, like, forget the fucking ones that are on either side of you. Just guard the ones that are right there. You know where he's going at that point. You know what I mean? Just guard well, that's, right there. Well, that that's my thing, is that I think what this comes down to is you pick a couple to block as the goalie, and then they go through the other ones, and then they get to the ones that you're blocking, and then when they get to the ones that you're blocking, you're just taking up space. Like, I don't think that you're, you're – there's like a wide range of capabilities to do that. Compared to throwing the ball, uh, I mean, I think you're being a traffic cone at that point. Yeah, but I think it, it all comes down to like how much you can slow down the person throwing it, and I think that Laurel's going to slow down someone a lot, a lot more than Anissa. Wait, what's she going to do? She was a collegiate volleyball player. Anissa's well, okay. So I think she's she, hold, hold up. She uh, Laurel's a, a collegiate volleyball player. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's going to okay, do my, my, She's going to do better at it. My thing is, like, you block off a certain area of the holes, right? 
You can you can only block. She's not Elasta Girl from The Incredibles. She can't stretch her arms out all the way. There's still going to be some she can't block. And then eventually it's going to get down to where you're just blocking off three or four of them, and they're going to have to find some way to angle it around you. And I don't think there's a wide range of capability for that. I think if you take the worst person versus the best person at that versus the worst person throwing the ball versus the best person throwing the ball, that range is much smaller. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. We've done like an hour and 10 minutes on this somehow. Uh, we're going to do one more patron episode this week. Still trying to catch up. What that patron episode will be, only God knows at this time. Um, worst finals. I guess we could do that. What else okay. would you want to do? That's what everyone wants us to do. I mean, we could do that then. I don't care. All right. 